Fernando Alonso takes his 99th career podium. Ferrari have reliability issues already. Is that Mattia Bonotto's fault? Probably. And Red Bull are already storming away with the championship. G'day, my name is James. Welcome to the Lakeside Drive F1 podcast. In this episode, we review the Bahrain Grand Prix. And I'm joined... Look at all of the people all in the of room. The people. <laughs> uh, not that you can see if you're listening on audio format, but I'm joined by my friends and yours from left to right, Tommy T. G'day, mate. G'day, guys. Campy, how you doing? Hello. An in-person post hens and early morning and all of the time zone changes for April. G'day, mate. I do not know what day it is. Welcome. <laughs> it's uh, it's very great to have all of you here. Uh, let's start with a very broad overview of the Bahrain Grand Prix. Campy, take us away. Uh, a little bit of a snooze <laughs> fest, if I'm honest. Is that because you were sleeping? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep about lap 25 and then saw the end and then watched a quick replay on my drive over the West Gate this morning. So it was good. <laughs> of course, you were okay. <laughs> good. Uh, Freya, did you watch it live or did you? were you sensible like the rest of us? And, no, yeah, good. I definitely watched it this morning. I was in bed at 9 o'clock last night and uh, was was watching it this morning. So it's been an early early start already. But I think I did the same thing. I kind of put it on and I was watching it lying in bed, just watching it, and then I definitely drifted off. And then I think I heard someone going, and going into turn 10, he's going to do it. And that woke me up again. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've got a condition now where if I hear Crofty and Brundle talk, it puts me to sleep. <laughs> so I'm genuinely, it like induces sleeping. Like I feel so comfortable. Like I could have nights where I'm like struggling to get to sleep. Put on F1, just Straight away. Uh, well, yes, the quality of commentary wasn't exactly at their best. Not much to comment on um, in their defense. <laughs> yeah. Look, bring the beginning of the season back to Melbourne. I'm, I don't understand. I know yeah. there's money and everything else involved. Please, can we not do Bahrain for the first race of the season? It is not a great track. And the only thing that's happened that was good there was Sergio Perez back in the pink Mercedes going from last to first. What was that, twenty? <laughs> 20. I think it's Ridiculous. just it's just testing, right? That's the only thing is logistically it makes sense to have testing at a track like that as mm. opposed to Melbourne. Mm. You couldn't do testing at Melbourne. Well, I mean, Lando Norris was testing even up until the point where the checkered flag <laughs> happened. Uh, but we'll get to that. Um, Campy, what did you think of the flyover only containing all of the best, what do they call it, eco-fuel? Whatever that is. Good on. It still burns. <laughs> <laughs> still got to process it, put it through all of the technology to do so and, yeah. I mean, great. What was the what, what kind of aircraft was there it? There was James? one. So. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's either Ooh. an A three fifty or a seven eight seven. It was big. <laughs> Fra- Freya and I have done a lot of flying lately, and I'm like, I should know these. I'm like, yeah. don't know what they are. Well, yeah, big ones. I'm pretty sure it's an A three fifty. Yes, and it's certainly not the Aramco Cognizant Aston Martin Formula One World Drivers Championship Fernando Alonso 2023 team. Um, yes, it was a terrible flyover compared to all of Avalon. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> F22 was incredible. Uh, all right, let's go straight immediately to our team-by-team team analysis because we get to talk about all of the drivers. Let's start at the very back of the pack. <laughs> Don't be so happy about this. That's me. Sorry, Oscar. Um, McLaren. <laughs> couldn't, have happened, couldn't have happened to a nicer team. Oh, no. Allegedly, by the way, there's a new team principal. Not that you would have known because Zach Brown hogged all of the attention oh. this weekend. Um, let's talk about our boy Oscar Piastri. Uh, Campy, we'll start with you. Um he actually had a pretty decent start to the race. Yeah, he yeah. got Hulk. He got a couple of positions up from being right at the very back and all the way up until the car stopped working. Yeah, a bit of a shame for him. Uh, what is it, the gearbox cut out? Cut about yeah, yeah 15, electrical so issue. 15 laps in your first Grand Prix. 
not ideal. He would have probably just wanted to finish the GP and prove it wrong. But hey, he's got nothing to prove for at least the first half of the year anyway. He had he was he was very solid during testing over the course of the whole weekend. He was uh, he was a contribute professional. <laughs> qualifying, qualifying didn't go his way. Um, and I think the first run they did in Q1, they did it on a old set of softs instead of a brand new one. So the first time wasn't represented. The second time he had a poor first sector just due to traffic, as did Lando Norris too. So and Lando didn't do very well in qualifying. He probably he should have got knocked out on his time, but he did it first compared to whoever Sergeant Logan Sergeant. Sergeant. Yeah. That just says to me where McLaren is at at the moment. They are way behind the eight ball, and they are dropped back further than they were this time last year, which is a shame. We've been told they've got upgrades coming in a couple of races time, but so, so does everyone. Else. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you know, it gives it a net positive result, but um, yeah, shame. But it's good. It's good to have an Aussie on the grid. It's good to get behind someone. He's young. He will get better, and he will improve. And he showed glimpses over the weekend that he can go toe to toe, not only on his teammate, but um, that he's gotten to grips with this car with very limited testing time and a first race weekend. So it's all looking up. For Oscar, don't worry about that. It's uh, also great to see Kim Keedle, who is his uh, performance coach, who is also Australian, who is Romain Grosjean's performance coach. Uh, and, and so he's next- just teaching him how to walk through fire then. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> is that the circuit to be talking about, Frank? <laughs> Good circus trip. <laughs> uh, Grosjean won uh, at St. Pete's. Yeah. But he did in, yeah. in Indy. Um, it's it's interesting now because we've got a lot of and shout out to a, a lot of our American listeners that uh, Indy and also NASCAR has started to creep in a little bit, and I'm not mad about it because it's bloody good to watch, mm. genuinely bloody good to watch. Love NASCAR. We're just like you competitive would. racing. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No would, surprise, and also no surprises there. Um, you, we've been to McLaren, Freya. How how happy were you that they were flailing? <laughs> My thoughts about them have changed dramatically since we were there, though, and it's just so painful to watch. And you go watch him going into the pits, and they said they were going to change his steering wheel over, and then just nothing. And watching the um, like the screen on the oh, wheel yes. start up again, I almost wanted to hear like the windows start up yeah. thing as it was like, like gradually Game loading. His little Game Boy turning on, <laughs> yeah. and just sitting there waiting, and it was just. It's something really painful when you're expecting them to come in, quick change, and off you go, and they just didn't move. Don't oh. have a partnership with Google. Uh, yes. Yeah. Also, yeah. Great <laughs> also, who needs the McLaren logo to flash up on the screen when you yeah. start? What a waste like, of energy. Oh, shit, that's I where I am. This. I needed yeah. to go. <laughs> Are you in a McLaren? <laughs> I think the biggest we thing. We have a lake. <laughs> the biggest thing he's me frustrated with is time in the car. Because, yeah. like, yeah. regardless of result, he just wanted time in a race, not in testing, mm. not in practice, mm. actually, like, to be with this car in traffic with other drivers that he's not going to get now. Mm. To placate all of the people who are like, oh, you're all late McLaren because Daniel Ricciardo, yes. But also actually it was very good watching towards the end of the race, even though Lando Norris was down about 17 laps because they had to keep topping him up with hydraulic fluid, uh, that he was, he was, sorry, pneumatic. It was, it was within DRS of Hamilton for a lot of it, just sitting behind him. Okay, cool. Well, you can follow. It'd be good if you could do that a lap ahead of where you yeah. currently are. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, um, it's a very long contract, Lando Norris. <laughs> very long contract. Let's talk about Haas. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg, he had a front wing issue early on, which um, bumped him down the order. But otherwise, it, we hardly saw any of him, Tommy T, on the broadcast. No, he just kind of was bothering nobody. Good qualifying, mm. like good start. I wonder if there's a bit of conditioning and those kind of things, getting acclimatised to the car, getting back to F1 race fitness uh, that he's been away from. But 
solid first effort. Can't complain. Like that car's not like a world beater. It's a really good qualifying car. Is How what dare we saw. You. We saw How last dare year. you say that about our they're favorite team principle? Quali- excellent quality setups, but their race pace has always been something that's hindered them. So I think solid. I think only up from here if Haas can continue to develop, unlike the last couple of years when they've just said, this is our car, we might bring a new wing maybe once and that's it for us. Next year. Maybe. <laughs> but they're actually going to develop the car this year, which is exciting to see at their hot desk at Ferrari. It's uh, very hard to be good at a race when you have no front aero, Campy, because that then affects the tyres and everything else. So probably not indicative of Hulkenberg's performance. But compared to Magnussen, I mean, this is a very strong pairing of very solid drivers. We would probably call them what? What would you say? B plus tier drivers? Yeah. Okay. They're not in that A class, but they're no. definitely in the B class. What is this rating well. system? <laughs> can't be made it up. We just have to roll the, it. The fifth year of tiers and classes. Oh, and sorry, you haven't got your index. <laughs> the glossary of terms that can be uses. You should write a like spy drive oh glossary. God. Okay. If anyone wants done. to write a glossary <laughs> of terms, please feel free to do that. Email them at uh, hello at lakesidedrive.com.au. For me, like Hulkenberg's qualifying performance was exceptional. Yeah. And he was setting the track a lot in a car that probably shouldn't be doing it. Um, it sort of sums up his career thus far, doesn't it? Shows all the promise, all the potential. Everyone's excited for him to be there, get into a racing uh, scenario and it just seems to fall apart, which is a shame. He will have a good year though. He'll get some results. I think so. Day, so it's exciting. Yeah. It's good to see that that car's – I think we've seen across the board that qualifying pace across one lap is fairly even, which is which is good because it will mix up the your stat. What was your stat for qualifying? Oh, yeah, the spread of 1.188 seconds. I committed that to memory so I could say that to you on the telephone yesterday. <laughs> In Q1 between 1st and 20th. Yeah, it's great. I don't it's think tight. the top teams have their motors turned up into the modes that they want to be in but because you see the difference between the Red Bulls Q1 time to the Q3 time. But, yeah, it is good. It is good. It will shake up the order quite a lot. Yeah. And quickly, according to David Croft, that's all to do with Ross Braun. That's all he's doing. No <laughs> Just quickly on that, am I dumb or did we go through yes. a thing where you're not allowed to have quality modes and stuff anymore? What's his turning up and down of engines? Is yeah, this, I, I, I thought I that was know. outlawed but it's yeah. back again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they've just changed the name of it. It's not, a, it's not a quali mode anymore. It's just they've named it something else some and they can do what they want. There'll be some interpretation of yeah, that. Yeah, right. Which says A, B, C and D. Yeah. I thought we were getting rid of tyre warmers too, but they back seem to be everywhere. I remember yeah, they yeah, cancelled that halfway through the year yeah. because the drivers were like, oh, it'd be too dangerous. dangerous. It'd be like driving on ice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The other thing with the Hulk was great. Bushes. He came into the pits, got his new nose on, then went out and did faster slap. In like, <laughs> which got taken off him obviously, but um, yeah, I love little moments like that throughout yeah. the race where you go, yeah, you're back. That's Hulk yeah. is back. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't see Magnuson either, which was really disappointing. It's like the TV director was allergic to Haas this yeah. weekend. And yep. Alpha. Well, he was the only one who started on Haas only because he was, as well. It's only because he was near the other Aston Martins. That's the only reason I put us in. Um, yeah, but K Mag though. I think we I mean, we heralded his return for it, didn't we, last year, at this time last year. He's just so Hulk smiley. Was, Hulk <laughs> was driving this time last year too, let's not forget. He was driving for uh, he, who Vettel conveniently were like, oh, no, I'm sick for Bahrain. Oh, and Saudi Arabia as well. I can't be bothered. <laughs> who can blame? I'll come back for Australia though. Uh, but, yeah, he was really smiley. But, we didn't again, we didn't see a lot of him no. this weekend. And he was the only one I think saying he starts, started on hards, everyone else was on softs at the mm. start. So he had a bit of a rocky kind of start to the race as well and then you didn't really see the rest of it. But that pairing I'm, I am very excited about. And I think mm. they'll give us some great content as well between the two of them as long as they can just be a bit more uh, 
respectful than they nah, have been in previous no, years, no but I'm all for not for not having that, to be honest. So the, apparently they hung out for three days doing some promotional yeah. stuff. Yeah. They broed off a bit. Yeah. They're, they're, they're <laughs> both dads. <laughs> it hasn't helped Campy and I's relationship, has it? You know why? It's because when asked how they were doing, like I think Clarkson asked him, um, are you rubbing together well? Yeah. And, and he was we're like rubbing, rubbing and, tugging and tugging and like, oh, man. Oh, hang on. <laughs> I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> so maybe you two should. Um, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Alpha Tauri. Uh, one of our favourite drivers. Yeah. It's, it's VB and, and Yuki for me this year. I was so torn because Yuki was in 11th and I was like, he's in my fantasy team but also Albon is too. So I was like, <laughs> either way I'm getting a point. But I would have loved for Yuki to get into the points. But, I mean, same thing happens for Albon. He got a point for James in his first That's true. time. So either way it was going to be an exciting first point for either of those drivers and teams. But he was solid. He mm. definitely uh, dominated DeVries this week like we'll say this week, but it's a good start. I think that's going to be a good driver pairing, to be honest, as well. It's exciting. I think DeVries is getting to grips with the car, but then you know his work ethic and his... Oh. Classic. They also didn't pit... um, They didn't pit Nick during the safety car as well, and I think everybody else did. So then he kind of just got swallowed up at the end. But, like, I think Nick's preparedness and organisation and the way he structures his stuff is going to help him throughout the season, whereas mm. Yuki is just, like, seat of his pants, kind of emotional more, but he's he's learning the other way. So it's going to be interesting to see how it develops over the season, especially their relationship. Well, I feel like he maybe is going to be less hot-headed in the car because of Italiano, or at least, you know, that's one of the things that we know that Yuki needs to work on is how he reacts and then doesn't overdrive the car. But even though he was hung out to dry, the, the fact that he got up to the back of Joe and DeVries and yeah. managed to. A little double overtake there. Yeah. That was great. Nice he eat himself yeah. through. It was uh, good to see. I'm worried about that car though. It doesn't seem great. Well, does it? Firstly, it looks like an Alfa Romeo from last year from a distance. <laughs> it does. How did that happen? Uh, but, yeah, it's not a it's not very exciting. But that can be that's because they've really, you know, tried to separate from that Red Bull as we saw at the end of the last generation of cars, Alpha Tower and Red Bull. Let's be different good. to the best car for no reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there was this whole conversation <laughs> about, oh, we're going to sell Alpha Tower. Now in the last right. week they're like, oh, we're not going to sell it anymore. Well, historically the team's been there to feed their junior drivers into a professional organisation so that they can promote them to the top team. I think if Red Bull's smart, they give them the same chassis let them design their aero yeah. to a certain part, but give them that same thing because the more information you can get off track or on track, sorry, totally across four different cars benefits the best car. The, the Red Bull team's always going to be the best team just because of the personnel working on it and the money and the funds that go into it behind the scenes. But Definitely. I would suggest that if you give them that identical chassis and then give them their own areas in which they can develop and do it, it gives them baseload content to move forward to be even better. But... I thought they were a sister team as a couple of years ago, but it's clearly that's not the case. So they do operate in. I think that's one of the best things from Drive to Survive that I learnt was Gunter saying, anything we can take from Ferrari, we are taking. That's what I think Alpha Tower should be doing is like any part, anything we can possibly take from the big team, let's do it. Like why are we not going to take the best equipment available to us? 
Yeah. Instead, Aston Martin's taking everything from Red Bull. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. And if, you, power if you don't, someone else will. And I yeah. know that obviously it's different in terms of their relationship with them, but everybody else is looking around and going, that's quick, we'll use that, much like our green Red Bull this year. But it's, you go, why wouldn't you? And yeah. Except for pure kind of pride and spite, which is not going to deliver results, which surely mm. is more important. But, um, yeah, I hope they, I wasn't, yeah, super inspired by what they kind of came out with this weekend. So I'm hoping that they, it's better for them. A team that looked actually really good in comparison to previous years was Williams. Um, Logan Sargent, as we've just said, is did the same qualifying Q1 time as Lando Norris um, and was only because he did it second that he didn't get through, which would have been bloody phenomenal for James Vowles in that team, the Duracell battery, because it's the car that's just driving <laughs> around the place, that's which right. looks outstanding. Looks so uh, but it was good to see a lot of those battles between Albon and Sargent, and it looks like Freya, the car is more balanced, like they've got more confidence in it. I think they will have tracks that they're really strong at, and I think they'll have tracks where they're going to fall back massively. So I think they're going to do well at Monza. They're going to do well probably at Jeddah, um, maybe here as well. But I think they'll have other tracks because of that. They've got, yeah, Spa. Um where they'll have other tracks where they just because they don't have as much downforce as the other team to be able yeah. to get that they're not going to be able to hold on to it. So I think that where they're going to be a team, I think for the season that we'll see quite a bit of fluctuation with in terms of their performance. But the car looks awesome. Mm. I really like both of their drivers. Every time I hear from Albon, I like him more and more and more. Yeah. He's he's really honest. Like when he gets interviewed after whatever, he'll kind of go like, this was great, this was not great. But he's respectful. He's mm-hmm. just really team oriented, but he's obviously super competitive too. Yeah. Just every time I hear from him, I'm like, I like you, and your hair looks sick. So. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time. It's All this stuff away from the track is really engaging too. Like he did yeah. a GQ, like essential items and stuff with his partner, who's a professional golfer. Like mm, she's great. Yeah. Just the, the stuff he does off. You're like, you seem like a really nice guy to hang out with. Yeah. Like I want to spend time with you away from the track, whereas you look at someone else, say like Stroll. You're like, oh, I could not stand being in a room with you for longer than I have. You're not going to go mountain biking with him, are you? No. no. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly mountain biking. Because that was a thing. You should touch yeah. Chico with him. <laughs> um, well, look, it's exciting for Williams, I think, uh, and for Albon to get points. First race, uh, it, it is, I think, cements them solidly in the mid-pack um, and with developments that will come further through the year and James, who has this Mercedes knowledge. Are we giving James the credit or are we giving – previous regime credit for the car. Well, we have to do both for yeah. Ferrari and for Williams. So <laughs> yeah. it's absolutely Yost. Yes. Um, Yost Capito, Capito, and every other pronunciation mm. of his name, um, who is enjoying retirement again, I guess. Alpine. <laughs> Esteban Ocon. Um, Pierre Gasly. Saves the day, I think. Oh, would imagine be an if he wasn't there. reflection of his drive. Yeah. Um, for, okay, hey, you, start. No, you, you start. We'll acknowledge the fact that you spilled some coffee on your shirt. <laughs> First, and then we'll and then we'll go to your very correct opinion because that's where coffee belongs. Please, uh, please go I, ahead. Yep. I was disappointed in Alpine this weekend. I expected a hell of a lot more for them, particularly over one lap pace, and their qualifying was horrendous. So they need to sort that out. Um, good recovery drive from uh, Mr. Gasly on debut. So. It's good. How much I, did that hurt to say? Oh, it doesn't hurt. I think he got, he got <laughs> My lucky. grin might hurt him though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think he got lucky with the uh, the safety car and pitted when he did. So good on him for getting that done. Shame for uh, his teammate. He was rubbish all weekend. So got about so, how many how many oh, 35 seconds 30 worth of penalties. Yeah. Plus you're driving through the pits four times. Jeez, that that's I, – 
cannot fathom that at F1 you start. They are that the epitome up. of rookie errors. Mm. Like, like all of them. It's like they had the iPhone out and pressed start on the iPhone, missed it, and then pressed start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like it's to... your timing. Oh no, wait, I'm timing. Oh shit, no, I'll start. <laughs> yeah, I think that stuff that stuff at this level should just be should not ha- should not oh, occur. One Look, shouldn't happen, let alone four or five that ended up happening. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And that's speeding in the pits. Like, come on. Yeah. That's so dumb. You have a limiter for a reason. I know. Yeah. It's rough as well, though, because the first one is because they didn't um, serve the time penalty properly. You yeah. know, that's out of his hands. That's yes. his yeah. So it's a combination of driver yeah, error and totally. team error and everything else. You go like all of you. <laughs> so he was over his. Together. Was he over his grid box? Was yeah. that that's what it was? Yeah. yeah I mean, so that's like no. He moved. So he got the grid box and then he moved slightly after the – also, though, the FIA, again, they need to red flag or penalise the person who waved the green flag because the last – 19th and 20th were still moving into their grid box when old mate was waving the green flag. (laughs) He's kind of looked at all – he went, oh, Max is in position, whatever. Stop looking and wave the green flag. (laughs) Rolling start from 19th and 20th. cars still rolling. (laughs) Literally have one job, make sure all the cars are stopped. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Gasly made up 11 places and he, and he had fastest lap until like the last, literally the last lap when mm-hmm. they put fresh tyres on Joe and he yeah. went and took it for no um, points. But you Just, know, to, just, to, be just to be spiteful. Just because they can. Yes. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. I expect Alpine from where they were last year, this year, to have a good, good, yeah. a good car in race conditions, which yep. they did last year and that's transferred to this year. So it makes sense to me that when they're starting at the back of the poor qualifying that they can pass those midfield teams that they're battling with. So about a good recovery drive gave them something to smile about, unlike his teammates. What so. was Ocon's retirement in the end? I don't, I don't know. I literally, have, I literally yeah, have that written down. I'm like, why did he retire? I have no <laughs> idea. It seemed like he was just too far back and gave up. Like I don't Fernando Alonso, McLaren, Honda. <laughs> oh, this is broken. This or he deliberately no broke something. <laughs> he snapped his own mirror off. He's like, oh, I can't drive anymore. <laughs> the steering wheel's dead. You've thrown it out of the cockpit. <laughs> I think, That's why. I think qualifying will be the Achilles heel that will hurt them. for the. It will just put them in bad positions to start races, right? The problem right? is at the start of a race, I think that first stint is going to be so important this year. You see what it did for Red Bull off the start. Like mm-hmm. They just cruised off. I mean, but you look at Mercedes, they didn't get – the start they wanted due to their qualifying position. And that, that just got held up in that pack, which ultimately was what allowed Fernando Alonso to get past later in the yep. race and et cetera, et cetera. But that first stint's going to be so important, hence why your qualifying position has to be on point. But mm. Because it's so close this year, if you stuff up, you know, by two tenths, you could be seven or eight positions back from where you want to be. So, yeah. yeah. Alfa Romeo, I'm super glad to have seen Valtteri Bottas do what he was doing up in that sort of fight for 7th, 8th and ninth. Um, he obviously didn't have a great time at the end of last year. He seems to have gotten over that. All of the cycling in Australia, specifically through South Australia, it <laughs> seems has done him well. Uh, finishing 8th, uh, Joe Guan Yu finishing in 16th, which – Again, something obviously didn't go quite right for him because that is a, a big disparity between those two drivers, but Valtteri is the lead driver. Car looks bloody fantastic. looks quick. As I said in our preview episode, it, there's a lot of momentum now, isn't it, towards Audi in 2026. So there's suddenly a bit of excitement there. Um, we didn't see the team representative 
I think that's what he's called. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this. Is Andreas Seidel not allowed to be in front of a camera? Do they need like a babysitter for him everywhere he goes? <laughs> he has to have a handler. Yeah. <laughs> like at McLaren, uh, he wasn't allowed to say anything really. Well, that's was, because Zach Brown was true. on the camera. No, it's happened again. I wonder if there's something there. Well, maybe he's gone, mm, my CEO's role is not to be in front of the camera and maybe what I'll do is not be in front of the camera because uh, he is in fact the CEO now. He's taken a taken a, a promotion. Uh, but otherwise, Freya, pretty good to see the fastest mullet in Formula One doing, doing things. <laughs> in up and amongst George Russell. Yeah, absolutely. I was pleasantly surprised by how quick he was, um, especially in the first half of that race and had some good battles. But he also knows when it's not going to come out his way, I think. Like he will give it a really red-hot crack, but if they're faster, he's not going to get damaged or whatever else just for the sake of it. And so I think, yeah, BB had a smart race. He did pretty well for where he'd started as well. Um, and, yeah, I'm just wondering, I mean, I haven't heard any post-race interviews, but um, if there's something up with Joe's car because that seemed pretty, mm. he was in 16th, I think, at the end. So Yeah, I mean, he put in fastest lap, I guess. So he pitted, yeah. he pitted an extra time to do fastest lap, so he would have done a prep lap and then a, rap, a lap. So maybe that's to do with it, but yeah, he wasn't on the pace. Like, he was struggling mm. behind. No, didn't really. Did something happen off the start? I don't remember, to think be so. honest. Mm. Who I mean, knows? Has, has anyone watched anything outside of the race? Nope. No. <laughs> it's dumb o'clock in the morning here yeah. and we're recording yeah. it at 8 o'clock in the morning. Like it's, <laughs> There's hardly, very little time to be able to watch and consume everything else. But, I mean, maybe something happened with Nico Hockenberg and, and maybe that was the, the mm. contact was with Joe. But the start. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. some stuff happened towards the back of the pack. I mean, Bottas' race pace throughout the history of last year particularly, Bottas's race pace was much better. Mm. Yeah. I'm wondering how much some of those teams are compromising their – race set up just to get that one lap pace in order to set themselves up. Mm. But Valtteri went long in his first stint too. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, whereas that undercut on the teams behind him didn't really work when he went so long when he was able to get in that clean air for that, you know, 10 to 8 to 10 laps more yeah. than what he did than everyone else. I think that just solidified his position and it was made him able to make that jump. He so did this last strategy. year too, didn't he? He had, he had a ripping pace to start the year. Yeah. And so did the Alpha team. And then as developments came for every other team, they just couldn't keep up. I so. fell behind. They just don't seem to have the development pace that other teams. And you hear that from other people who work for the team as well in terms mm. of going, we just wish we could put it all together at the type of speed when it comes to development oh. and producing parts that some of the bigger, bigger teams can do. That seems to be something that I think will be a bit of a well, hamstring them a bit. When they get become Audi and they have their own powertrain and the, all those kind of things happen, they will be a constructor. So you expect mm. yeah. it to grow then. It's already yeah. starting. Yeah. Audi have already started. It's it says a lot very about Montas's mindset too. Mm. It's the first time in a long time where he's had a multi-year deal where he's gone into an off-season and not had to worry about yeah. contracts and where I'm going to go next year and that sort of stuff. This was that first year and we saw that over the break, how mm. relaxed he was, how much he embraced the Aussie culture and he seems to be super relaxed in the paddock at the moment. I think that's equating to his driving too. Yeah. How do you all – is our NordVPN sponsor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll get back to our Bahrain Grand Prix episode in just a moment, but we need to thank today's sponsor, which is NordVPN Campy. How have your browsing habits been since the beginning of the year? Are you safely secure under NordVPN? Excellent. No one can see them either. <laughs> just the one should stay. Are you the kind of person that puts a like screen protector on your phone that only allows you to see front on so people can't spy from left and right? Uh, no. But- he has a Nokia brick phone. He does not. <laughs> 
I didn't know they still made phones actually with antennas that pull out the, the side of it. Um, one of the things that I want to go back. Oh, you got a flip phone, flip phone. The, the Razor. Yeah. Um, you did say uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I only picked it up after when I was editing the episode, even though I was sitting in front of you, is that you were prepping. How is that going? How is the bunker going? It's good. We've, uh, we've broken ground. We've got the excavators out there at the moment, and uh, it's all happening. Great. Well, I wasn't genuinely serious about that, but... <laughs> That's outstanding. Um, if you're interested in protecting yourself online without having to build a big bunker in your backyard like Campy's doing, you can go to nordvpn.com forward slash lakeside drive and get a special deal. NordVPN's birthday celebrations are continuing and it is the best VPN on the market. You can jump on nordvpn.com and it compares itself against the rest of them in terms of what you can get. So do that to support the show. And a massive thank you to NordVPN for sponsoring this episode. We'll get back to the show. Let's talk about his former team in Mercedes, George Russell in seventh, Lewis Hamilton in fifth. Now it's a slightly better showing that we saw from them to the beginning of last year. They weren't, everyone oh, was Mercedes completely off the pace. If you remember Bahrain last year, they actually weren't too far mm. off of, well, they, positions-wise they were pretty okay. It's kind of similar to this year. But the development is, well, look, put it this way, Campy, Toto Wolff has said they can't spend their way out of this problem if it isn't fast enough. And so at some point or another, they might have to completely scrap this idea and go down the Red Bull side pod. Yeah, path. it was interesting. After testing, we didn't hear anything about the Mercedes. And then this weekend, Lewis came out and he's like, we have gone down the same ideology as we did last year and it's just not working. It's not relating to on-track things. So they need to sort it out. Now cost caps, you're totally right. Can't spend their way out of it, throw resources at it, get a new design. Interesting in qualifying, they had two different wings, which means they're trying to get a a base a base setup. Says to me that they've got too much downforce on the car and they're trialling things at races early on in the season to try and see they can get that balance right between the downforce and the top speed, which historically hasn't been the, their issue. That's been a Red Bull issue. Um, I thought they'd be better, but they really, when it came to qualifying, push came to shove, they were that, you know, three to four tenths off the best where they should have been. And if you take the retirements out, I mean, it could be a pretty dire look for Mercedes being in seventh and eighth, seventh and eighth positions and getting passed by a customer team in Aston, hmm. Aston Martin. That's not a good look. <laughs> and Stroll was doing it to them too. So, I mean, that just says where the car's at on track at the moment. So Yeah, it does. Uh, also interesting to me, Freya, was George Russell going, is Lewis, struggling. is there a problem or yeah. is he just slow? Yeah. Is he just slow and struggling, struggling was coming back. But interesting to see George now, second year in the team. I don't think he's here to make friends anymore. He's here to win a world championship. And I was fairly surprised that they didn't do a switcheroo. I mean, obviously they were working in a different strategy um, throughout the race, but um, I was surprised one way or another that Hamilton finished ahead of George. I thought that they were going to make that happen either deliberately or that they would say, it's fine, go racing. But I think it's still so early in the season that they're going, don't be stupid, don't cause any damage, don't race each other. Just we want to get both cars through this race, finish in the points and and learn as much as we can. But it was interesting listening to them like um, Toto was basically saying like this is one of the worst. He was quite dramatic about it. He's like this is one of the worst weekends we've ever had in Formula 1, which sounds much more dramatic than I think it is. It's right where I think, I don't know, it's kind of where I expected them yeah. to be mid-pack, quite frankly, because like you said, they've doubled down on their design strategy and I think it's going to be pretty hard for them to get any closer to Ferraris at let alone Red Bull. And you'd say the regulation changes this year have been kinder to that kind of design mm. philosophy mm. than anyone else. Mm. It's kind of hindered other teams, if anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is exactly where we thought that would be. And, yeah, for them to 
continued down this rabbit hole of no side pod, side pods. They've, they've kind of like they're stuck now. They have to kind of see it out and then go, all right, well, maybe we abandon this and then next season we come back with a new design because it's too late now almost. Like parts take so long to develop. I don't think they could they could flip and copy the Red Bull design. What they don't need now is entertainment battles on track and that's when these two need to work together because they're not fighting for a world championship. So it's not all for one and one for all at the moment. It is teamwork, teamwork, teamwork to get them to a place where they can win that world championship again. Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrari. <laughs> I wish I could be surprised, but I'm not. And a power unit problem straight out of the gates. What an absolute joke, really. I mean, there goes my whole thought about Charles Leclerc being, well, no, I've recanted that now, haven't I? Fernando Alonso is going to be world champion this year. Uh, Tommy T, we're not surprised, but it's now it's absolutely no. not Fred's fault, is it? No, it's not yet. When are we going to say it's Fred's? After the mid-season break, mate. No, next next round. Next year. <laughs> next, next round. round. <laughs> oh, that's quick. Saudi Arabia, you got two weeks, mate. Fix it. Yeah, disappointing that, like, Charles has been excellent for the last, like, three years, you'd argue, and Ferrari's let him down more times than he's let them down, I would say. Mm. Um like we said, how long until these drives decide this is stopping me winning? I need to go somewhere where I can actually win a championship. Because you look back through Ferrari and we think it's this winning team and it's got this great heritage, but how long has it been since Ferrari's won anything? Like, it's been a long time since they've won anything. But like how many championship winning drivers have gone there in the hopes of like bringing another championship to Ferrari for them just to shit all over their careers basically and have a stain of Ferrari. Like it's, it's probably not fondly looked on by any of those greats that have gone there and gone, well, this is shit. I'm leaving again for, for someone like Vettel to go somewhere else or Alonso to go somewhere else afterwards and have more success than Ferrari is comical. So that, like, I don't know how much longer they've got Leclerc sticking around after this season, he's going to be like, no, nah, enough is enough. I'm going to go talk to Toto. I'm going to go talk to Christian and I'm going to go see if I can get another seat because this is ridiculous. The seat's got to open up in one of those teams. They'd though. make a seat, you'd reckon. I reckon they'd, they would move Perez pretty quick. Well, the f- interesting thing for me is clearly the Clues race pace over signs that solidifies him as the number one driver, which is a shame. I'm I'm on team signs. I'm yeah. that guy to do well. Signs had it, you know, he was on pole at one stage in qualifying and I thought, geez, this is good. Yeah. Yeah, Leclerc just seems to be able to find those extra couple of tents and yeah. in race pace too. I mean, oh. you, you look at the gaps. I mean, Leclerc was never going to pass Perez, but he could still hold that three to four second gap. So whereas Carlos couldn't do that, he couldn't hold on to that lead pack as the race went on, particularly yeah. in those first 15 laps where it's so crucial to stay stay within touching distance, he couldn't do it. But uh, Leclerc could, shame for him, I mean, batteries. Yeah. Oh, power unit. But like you I would say. Bit, I thought, power, yeah. Well, they've changed the batteries in part. They changed the batteries, yeah. but it was a power unit issue. Yeah. Oh, it's frustrating, but hey, it's Formula One. I would say Although, Leclerc. Would you, would you say, but hey, it's motorsport? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, just Ferrari. <laughs> Leclerc has to be one of the best qualifiers we've seen in recent memory. He he qualifies yeah. way better mm. than you would yeah. expect that car most of the time to the amount of poles he has, to the amount of like front row starts he has it's versus how many wins he doesn't have. That's unfortunate. And I think he's getting better at the race pace stuff. He's kind of cool ahead. He's getting there. But his one-lap pace is one of the best we've ever seen. It is, yeah. And he's got a car underneath him to do it. Whereas, I mean, For one lap. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> not always. Not when it breaks down. But how do you come out of qual- a testing last week with every day they're doing, you know, three times race distances? Mm. Oh. To, for it to shut down with, what, what 
15 laps yeah. to go. It's, mm. it's just annoying. So, Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that you say about science as well, solidifying the second driver. It, it certainly feels that way yeah. and it's kind of felt that way anyway. Fred Vassil was asked uh, by Ted, I'm pretty sure, how can you beat Max Verstappen when you don't have a number one driver? And he quipped back, I've got two good ones. Well, you don't have a good car. Yeah, you just though, need a car you? to finish the race. Like <laughs> the, the, yeah, the bigger question. <laughs> I, if you're if you're at Tafosi, let me know in the comments or send a message on Discord. How are you genuinely feeling? Because there's always this hype. It's the best car launch we've ever seen in Formula One, and there's massive hype. Two brilliant drivers, and then your world champion. I know it's only one race, but I mean that is the first race. You can't be making that kind of. Also, stuff just up. like imagine if you like if you're a Ferrari supporter, diehard Ferrari supporter. You spend every single race sitting there on the edge of your seat waiting for something to go wrong. Like yeah. there's just no way to enjoy a sport. Like Danny Rick fan. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Legit, those Renault yeah. days, it's brutal. Yeah. It's a great year to be a Danny Rick fan because yeah. looking at Alpine, didn't do well. Looking at McLaren, didn't do well. Looking at Red Bull, he's still getting, it's like the fourth or fifth highest paid driver. He's not driving. Yeah. yeah. He's the third driver for the team yeah. that's doing the best. And if he never comes back to Formula One, he's got really cool machinery to drift around with David Coulthard and Mark Webber for the rest of his life and that seems like a pretty bloody good way to be, uh, be to him. Uh, let's maybe you should go imagine if you've gone to Aston Martin let's talk about Aston Martin Fernando Alonso absolute king Ab- the the bad guy he's happy to be the bad guy that's he what he is. said in Aston Martin um, oh, I love it to the point where he passed Ferrari he would have oh. been we passed Mercedes first he would have been like mm, yes yeah. passed Ferrari and gone hmm very good. <laughs> and he would have looked back and gone, all of these other teams that I've driven for in the past. Oh. He's driven for Minardi, uh, McLaren, Ferrari, Renault, Renault McLaren, Renault, McLaren, <laughs> Alpine. He's driven for half of the grid. He's driven yeah. for five teams yep. in various formats. And Minardi is now what? AlphaTauri. So incredible really to think it's his 22nd uh, season in formula one and he's still as fresh as ever that move freya that he pulled into turn 10 on hamilton left right good night as far as i'm concerned just amazing i think that that's literally what woke me up again i was was snoozing off and that all got what got me going and he said afterwards he goes i could have just driven that car around on track by myself for a bit longer thanks it was delightful like just having so much fun out there and once the race was over he's wanted to keep trundling around the track because he's like it feels so great to drive so he is going to have if they if it, obviously if the season continues the way it started he is going to have a ripper year because like you said you go the experience that he brings is phenomenal for once he seems to be in the right place at the right time maybe and mm. um and he's a love yeah exactly and his love loving driving that car which he said a few times on the radio as well so i'm really looking forward to what he he does this season and it's just going to be so entertaining for us as well like it's it's amazing. Stroll, on the other hand, he's so annoying. Broken hand or good hand? <laughs> he is. He does, he does really annoying things like cause, you know, team by team contact at the start oh, of a race. Yeah. So at first I was like, oh, my God, here we go, Stroll. You've shown up and you're going to crash straight into your teammate. Yeah. Excellent. Just a Stroll thing to do. But then actually had some amazing moments during that race as well. Like he pulled some incredible moves too. And I go, yep. oh, don't make me like you because you're being so annoying like seven <laughs> minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> but he Spot just, on. I like sometimes I, I I would never say that I'm a, a fan of his, but he shows moments. He's someone who I think we give a lot of kind of flack to, but 
I do think he actually deserves to be on the grid. Mm. I think he is a good driver. I just find him very difficult to like because then he goes and does things like he did in, in Melbourne last year and then at the start of this race. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> Let's also not forget through qualifying or through practice, he pulled out into the middle of the road from the pits and Piastri had to go around him because he just he doesn't check his mirrors. I don't know why. They yeah. literally the FIA are like, we're going to make bigger mirrors this year purely because of him yeah. <laughs> crashing into Latifi in Australia yeah. last year. Yeah. It's the only reason they made them bigger is, and he's still not bloody using them. But overall, the team, the campus, as I said to you yesterday about qualifying, the campus seems to be working, TT. Well, it's that team that's kind of grown up as like we were the most underfunded kind of like baby team back when they were whatever iteration you want to go back to. But now there's some cash behind it. There's a campus being invested into and these people have been there a long time and they're like, finally we can show what we've got because we're backed. Yeah. And we're not the team that's always like looking for loose change in the back of the couch. We're actually got funding. <laughs> we actually do things the right way. Uh, and they're actually proving it now, which is awesome. It's a big couch. I'm just imagining all the mechanics trying to search around. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been sitting on this couch? <laughs> Danny Rick came in for a quick chat. Quick, he's being paid lots of money to do but nothing. Qu- quickly back on Stroll, to go through what he did with his wrists, to, to turn that around, to go through the practice he did and then a full race distance is pretty impressive. Like, And Alonso said, he goes, if you saw his injuries, you'd be bloody impressed yeah. too. Like he he said, he goes, he's, he's my hero this weekend. He's done a phenomenal job, which I think is pretty telling too. If Alonso says it, it's got to yeah. be. He doesn't say fake things. Like he doesn't give platitudes. Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> he just said Stroll could be world Exactly. He's just said, I'm he sorry. Say, no, no. I, I, I I'm going to go the opposite line. Uh, I don't care if you've injured himself. <laughs> you have Felipe Drogovic who's tested the car, who's a F2 champion and who's probably a better driver who could have done a better job in an Aston Martin this weekend, oh, I think. Don't, know. No, no, he, don't come back. That you there's no danger to him losing his seat. No, oh, fully maybe. recover. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't know. Every, fully recover and then come back. He got points. There's, like, no that's, be, yeah. there's no need for him to be a hero. He got points. He's thinking about the season. He's thinking about the team. Yeah. And uh, I do I do think that if he if he if he any driver sits out with the exception of one or two who are, you know, obviously very safe. And someone else is allowed to show their talent. It gets people talking. And yep. I think if you have, you think you can do it, you're going to do it. It's the same with Albon last year after he had um, his medical issues. And everyone like, oh, and I said that. I'm like, oh, should he be back? I don't know. When you've got really good reserve drivers there and ready to go. But he, you can't be vulnerable. No. You know, you, Hamilton and COVID. Exactly. And Russell stepped in. Should yeah. have won a Grand Prix. Right. Yeah. You know, and he was like, there's no way I'm going to that guy. Damn it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, don't agree. We'll have the teleprompter and then Daddy Stroll can be like, Lance is the best driver ever. Whoever counted Fernando Alonso out. There's one thing about this guy mm. that you never say that he cannot drive, even though he's oh, a what a king. dog shit machinery for the better part of a decade and a half. Yeah. <laughs> this guy can get results in every car. And when- he is as good as everyone says. Oh, when we start this podcast, you guys hated Alonso. That's <laughs> not true. We I'm loved Fernando and it was you. 2005 Renault World Drivers Championship. Go and, find and, the audio. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> I had just had a thought. I can't be bothered. When, <laughs> when, no, when, he is, he is going to be chomping with a bit. Unfortunately, I don't think he's got the car on him to win a world championship. But he not with that be, attitude. He will be in that podium position more often than not this year if that car and the – the pace it showed this weekend correlates to every other track if it's a good all-round car. Yeah. He is that good and it is good to see. He is. I just had a thought. When he's finally done and he's 70-something, 
Should we throw him in the safety car? And Fernando yes. can run around and replace Burke because he'll probably be 100 and something before he retires. We can have him as our safety car driver, Fernando Alonso. Can you imagine the radio calls? Oh, He'd jump on the brakes out of nowhere. Yeah. That thing would not be going. Collision. It would never not be sideways the whole time. Or, he was or that, or they'd be like, we is. need to send a safety car. He's like, nah, that'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a deck chair. I'd drive through that. He's in yeah. a deck chair. He's sitting yeah. next to it. He'd brake test Hamilton. He'd influence the race. <laughs> Fernando Alonso forever a meme. Yes. Uh, let's finish with red. It's very exciting for Aston Martin, can I just say. Yeah. I, like I'm super excited to see. If that is the base where they're at and they're going to bring upgrades for the year, yep. I'm very, very excited for that team. Uh, red Bull Verstappen absolutely bloody walked away from it. I think it was like 38 seconds ahead of Perez at the very end, which brings into the conversation <laughs> about whether or not Perez should be the second driver. Just gonna keep doing it now. I don't know. It's, there's absolutely nothing to suggest was, that he shouldn't be. I'm there's, just there's a pit stop in it. Perez had pit stop. Yeah, before him. So doesn't matter. <laughs> I think he's also he's also where like Max is not having to waste his tires on battling other people. Everything yeah. else. So he's like, but I just don't understand if he if Max keeps putting it on pole, he's. A, a second a lap faster than everybody else. I don't understand. Max Barring hasn't had to race anyone this year. No. Or in, last year, really. Yeah. <laughs> he was in total cross oh. last night. Yeah. He was not extracting the pace out of the car that he needed to. I'd love to see the telemetry through the whole race, how long he's lifting the lifting whole time. Yeah. coasting the whole time. He was, <laughs> he was driving to a delta that the team had set and he was never under pressure from anyone. But if he needed to pull out that second oh. lap, He's got the car control and the raceability, the racecraft mm. over a race distance that Perez is nowhere near. And yet again, we see Red Bull with a race car, not a qualifying car as such mm. like Ferrari has, but a race car that yeah. on Sundays can go the race distance really well, just dominating. The only not compromising in qualifying for race setup. One nah, they don't care. Still putting it on pole. Yeah. The mm. only thing is there's potentially an issue with those downshifts and locking the rears. Yeah. So there, yeah. there yeah. seems to be something there that he was obviously able to manage and not have to push. It sounds too like hard. That's a, as they lose fuel, though, that's something that comes in. As the car gets lighter, those shifts are more dramatic and locks break. So it was like you said to shift kind that, of. That to me sounds like it'll be some sort of little um, hydro issue somewhere. Yeah. But who knows? Checo drove pretty well, though. I think he would have been frustrated to be behind the Ferraris for the first stint, but yep. then he had a pretty good overtake on Leclerc and everything else. Like if, if, if he keeps driving the way he did today, I hate, hate to say this, but I don't think we're in any <laughs> you danger. You can't kick of, out a driver that puts it on the front row behind his teammate and then finishes and then second. Finish a second. You can't like, do anything. Like no. that's the minimum. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's team-by-team team analysis. <laughs> be yeah, that's team-by-team team analysis. Done and dusted for the first Grand Prix of the year. Uh, let's go through fantasy names. Now, the great thing is about this website is I cannot tell who's written these names. <laughs> They've completely changed it. Oh, um, uh, hopefully I can figure it out hopefully later. Hopefully it's better. Um, but here are a couple. There's 96 of you in the uh, in the fantasy team name competition. Um, here we go. It's what the ones that I have chosen this morning. DR sends his regards. Mm. High degrees of, div- of difficulty. Uh, look at that crack. It's the vibe of it. World's <laughs> fastest mullet, mullet-tude. Wish.com Chrome McLaren. <laughs> That's you singing in the Bahrain. Valtteri Bogan. Um, I've, that's a 
Typo, I don't know what that says now. Bahrain on Bahrain on McLaren's parade. Best grid on the car. We need to bring that back. Box, 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 question. Uh, 25 characters, what a joke. Yes, that's the other thing about this Ugh. website now. You can only do 25 characters. So there's a lot of- um, Be creative. I had to decipher a couple of them, which Smart. is fine, uh, but well done you. Uh, Nick, De- <laughs> Nick D's fries. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite, but you can't win because it's yours, Campy's Strong Wrists. <laughs> Sandbagging Strollers, 99 Problems, a mullet ain't one. Only here to win coffee. Uh, flying Papuya, uh, that's a long contract, Lando. Yes, it is. Gunther and Matias Getaway, Barpain GP, DR3 Forever in My Heart, The Ghost of Uncle Johnny, Tommy T's Special Roast. <laughs> Uh, that's it. If you want to uh, be one of the people who are up for uh, some merchandise, including this hat, which is um, a Lakeside Drive cap, we've got 10 of these left for pre-order. Pre-order ends on uh, Wednesday the 8th, which is this Wednesday. Um, they are currently being made, so uh, we'll be shipping hopefully before the Oz Grand Prix. Yes, two, 2,000 of them. Yes, we've sold that many. <laughs> that's the clip. Uh, that's, that's the social clip. Uh, but if you want to support the show, you can uh, you can jump on and buy uh, a hat. It's only 30 Australian dollars, which is actually very cheap for merchandise um, plus shipping. We ship all over the world as well, and I will pack it and send it myself. Um, we've also got some coffee coming, Tommy T. Yeah, we do. Do you want to nah. reveal the name of it? Okay. No, leave it. Tease it out. It's very good. You um, saw it. You're the only one that's seen it. The other two have It's very seen good. It. It's uh, <laughs> I'd forgotten that that was a thing from last year. It's very, very good. Um, and uh, if you want to leave a rating and review, that also helps too. It helps the algorithm, helps us. If you don't want to do that, fine. Do you. Um, Freya Brosma, thank you so much for being a shell of a human being and nah, joining no us. No worries. I'm here. Can't, here? To, can't confirm that like anything, like my, my, my no, soul good. is not here, but uh, you're in uh, Have a great wedding. <laughs> Thank you. Very someone, exciting. Do you want to write my vows for me? Do we have like a <laughs> absolutely? A you do not. <laughs> Let's combine ours together. Oh Tommy T. Oh, you don't here. know what you just asked. Um, if you want to write Freya's vows, uh, <laughs> jump onto. Our, I'm going to create a whole new Discord channel. Jump into the server um, and uh, into Freya's vows. And you can, you can even put it. Daniel in there. Please, that's his. Oh, yeah, perfect. So I take Write it as if Freya was marrying DR, <laughs> DR. and then Daniel. Exactly. The you other pretend you're marrying DR, up. and I just say it. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time um, on Lakeside Drive. Yeah, if you count us in for a clap. Count us in for a clap. Three, two, one. That's you have to delay yours by more than that. was too on time. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you're you, here it's physically, not me. Mentally you're not here and normally you're not here normally. So. Yours is way more delayed, I know. Yeah, It's a, it's a second and a half. This is going to be so uncomfortable. We're way too in tune. Like there's everyone yeah. just sitting there waiting for someone to reply. For yeah. <laughs> second and a half and then it changes. I don't know what happens with your internet. Sometimes it goes, yeah. I'm going to catch up. And then it goes. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>